Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt Emily. Hey, we're live from Central Park. Listeners, I just want you to know that with every phrase I was saying at the top, I was trying to imbue it with a spring energy. And I hope you got that. I hope you pictured flowers in bloom. A nice fresh breeze. Kids playing soccer. Kids playing soccer. Leaves just starting to come back on the trees. Yeah, I got those buds. Little buds. They make, I mean, really leaves. Those are little leaves more than buds, as far as I can tell. You know, they're definitely not full-grown leaves, but they're definitely leaves. We got little baby leaves. Little baby leaves. <laughs> I mean, maybe some trees got full leaves. Who knows? Who's got full leaves? Uh, I mean, I said who knows? This tree has windflowers on it. And listeners, you guys can't see it, but we're sitting under a tree with windflowers. Wow. Sun's right in my eyes, so I can barely see anything. <laughs> I mean, I only see the silhouette. I just know what this tree is. Okay. Uh, my youth have studied it. It's some sort of oak. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, here we are. You might recognize. You might hear some bird noises. Who knows what you're going to hear? Birds, <laughs> birds, birds. That's them. Chirp, 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 They're just like chirp, Pokemon. They make. <laughs> they say their own name. Chirp. This is TBD. What is TBD, Emily? Um, this is a podcast. About tea and friendship and bugs flying in your face. Mm, there are um, bugs flying in your face. There are currently bugs flying in my face. Okay, I think they've gone away They're kind now. of moving around. They're kind yeah. of doing their own thing. I didn't, I didn't like those bugs. Um, but this is a podcast not really about bugs in your face. I, I do want to say that. I just need to acknowledge what was <laughs> happening. Um, this is a podcast about tea and friendship. Matt and I are friends. And Matt and I are friends because we both like tea. Yeah, I think that reason. was the cornerstone of our friendship. <laughs> Were there other stones put on top of that cornerstone? Yes, of course. But... That first stone that was laid was our our, our, our deep and abiding love of tea. Um, and so Matt and I are sitting in this park and we're drinking tea. We're drinking tea right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're Matt. drinking, the, I mean, long, you know, not long term. Recent term listeners know that we, we aren't <laughs> often <laughs> with each other or drinking the same tea. But we're both together and drinking the same tea. Recent and long term listeners. Let's not, like, just, just if you're a listener. Yeah. I am mad. I'm, listeners, I am mad. Yeah. Bugs have started to attack us. They've descended upon us in a way that is not being appreciated by either of us. Um, we're at the cornerstone. Where were we? <laughs> We've described the podcast. Matt, how have you been? Oh, uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Um, uh, you know, when the bugs aren't here, there's sort of there's a weird swarm of things that are like attacking us occasionally. And they're little tiny bugs. When they're not here, I'm doing great. When they are here, I'm a little distracted. Sorry, listeners. Um, I wish you could see us, what we're doing, uh, batting them around. <laughs> we're, this is a very uh, active pod. Normally we're just sitting. Yeah, I should have videotaped this one. Oh, well. Um, no, you shouldn't have. My hair looks terrible. Mm, mine too. Uh, <laughs> uh, can't wait for pictures. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad I'm outside the weather. We're doing an in-person podcast. Whoa. Whoa. Crazy. Um, um, yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing just great. Mm-hmm. Just great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I went to work. Yep. I left work. Yep. And now I'm here. Uh, hey, I did work, then I came here. I'm hopeful to read at least two chapters tonight of a book. Wow. Wow. Impressive. Thank you. Um, that's, that's some squad goals. I wish I could read chapters too. Matt, how familiar were you with uh, Taylor Swift's squad? I don't out. give a shit. <laughs> okay, well, I won't tell my story then. No, go ahead. Tell your story. Tell your story. 
Well, like that was like around the time like squad goals was a thing, mm-hmm. and you used squad goals I wrong. Did. No, I used it how I wanted to. Okay, I just uh. What? <sighs> you know, there were parts of Taylor Swift Squad I was really into, and then there were other parts I wasn't really into. Mm-hmm. And she has since reflected on that time in her life about how um she was being exclusive when she was really wanting to just be included, and so you know. How so? Um, listen, she had this whole 30 things I learned before I was 30 interview, and I'm going to ask you to read that article, listener. And it was very interesting. She talks about how her hair change, hair has changed and other things. Um, but, uh, she basically was like, I, I learned that you can crave wanting to be part of the in crowd so much hmm. that you don't realize you're excluding people. Mm. Very good advice. Yeah. Those were not her words. And again, she's a much better writer than me so just guys go read that article i think it was in vogue i don't know if that's true (laughs) um yeah i uh yeah that's true people be nice to each other everyone be nice try to include people (laughs) um 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 exclusive exclusive groups what's your favorite flower um i don't i don't i love them all okay interesting i'm just seeing a lot of flowers right now Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite flower i do it's tulips Hmm, interesting. Tulips are by far the best flower. I will take no comments against it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're beautiful. They're perfect. Um, and I love them. Um, I like, I, I really, I, one thing I can appreciate about tulips is when, is they're very, um, they're very colorful and solidly so. Um, <laughs> in a way that I think makes them unique compared to like a lot of other flowers. They're sort of like, they've got a very specific form. <laughs> Uh, shape, everything. They're very vibrant, um, usually. Even, even like all the different colors of them. I, I give them an A. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do you know what? Uh, I've never had in a in a cup of tea. Uh, tulip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna use that as our transition too. Mm-hmm. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea talk. Tea. Talk. We're talking tea. Um, Matt, you brought us this tea. I, I brought us the ice. Um, <laughs> this is a real uh, group effort. <laughs> we're drinking iced tea, but I, I know nothing about this tea other than I've had a few sips of it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what do you, uh, what do you, th- what do you think it might be? Well, I guess you already told me it was a green tea. It is a green tea. Um, it's very green, like lime green. Yes, it's like um, a neon I want to say I, I don't know how much iced tea can ever taste like earthy. Say it's a, a slightly fruity green tea. Okay. Okay. And that's all I'm willing to share. Really? You don't want to guess and make any more guesses beyond that? Uh, David's tea, <laughs> jasmine, rose green tea. <laughs> wow. Not, you know, that's not a, that's not bad. <gasps> it's not right, but it's not bad. <laughs> um, it is not a David's tea. Uh, it is a tea that I sent you a photo of the other day. Um, that I bought while I was at the Brooklyn Botanic Garden. It is the Asian Cherry Blossom Green Tea. Um, it is uh, is a Sentra Green Tea, and it does contain rose petals. So hey, you know some rose flavor in there, but uh, natural tea flavor. Uh, it's really green tea, natural tea flavor, natural cherry flavor, and rose petals. And uh, I bought it because I went to see the cherry blossom trees. And uh, I went to the gift shop and went and bought this. Wow. It is made by the (laughs) 
the tea can company. Tea can? Yeah. Like, yes, we can, but tea can? Yeah, or like a toucan? Yes, tea can! Um, oh, yeah, toucan is better. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's made in, uh, I guess it's made in Pennsylvania. What part of Pennsylvania? Pipersville. I don't know why I asked. <laughs> I mean, if it was a well-known location, maybe. <laughs> even even something as small as Harrisburg, we might have known. but That's true. But uh, Pipersville, no, not heard of that one. I At least I haven't. Um, and this came, this came as bagged tea, uh, 12 bags of tea in a little container. I actually expected it to be loose leaf, but, uh, you know, that's just my fault for not reading the packaging. <laughs> and, uh, I cold brewed this. I made, I put four bags into a carafe, four? four into a carafe and, uh, put it in my refrigerator overnight. And then here it is. You're speaking wild talk. Um, okay. So, um... Mm-hmm. I guess I I don't know. <laughs> Can you taste the cherry flavor? Um, I was gonna say I don't know if I taste cherry blossoms, mm-hmm. but I do taste a fruity taste. Yeah. So I don't know if I get cherry specifically, but I get fruit vibes. I think it's pretty. I can see the cherry part. I think it's pretty lightly cherry. Uh, it's not quite as overwhelming as like had you know other cherry flavored beverages before and i feel like they can sometimes be overwhelming and overwhelming and almost tastes like cough syrup uh i do not think this has that flavor to it um yeah it's kind of a lightly fruity kind of sweet flavor to it and um yeah that's what this is also my first time having this i haven't had any before uh today i did have a small little smidge before i came here because uh not all of the craft fit into the Nalgene bottle that I brought it here in, so I, I drank the little bit that was wow. at the bottom. Wow. Wow, you drank it without me. Um, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Um, uh, I was going to say something. Oh, I'm gonna have, I have a math problem for you. Mm-hmm. You bought 12 bags. <laughs> oh, God. Matt bought 12 tea bags. Mm-hmm. One night, he put four in a craft and brewed them overnight. How many tea bags did he have left? Matt had eight tea bags. I'm really proud of you. And you know, you've got to put the unit, the measurement of unit at the end of it. Like you wouldn't just like do the math where you'd say how many bags and then how many bags. You have to include bags at the end. You don't just say eight. Listen, eight we, bags. we just had a conversation about this on our walk to the park. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. So I just wanted to let you in on some insight mm-hmm. onto what Matt and I speak about. <laughs> We don't just talk about math on the podcast. We talk about it off the podcast, too. Um, cool people. Uh, and that has been the more math portion of the podcast. I almost checkmate. said moth. Checkmate. <laughs> checkmate. <laughs> checkmate. Um, I'm just going to let you know that you're using that word wrong, incorrectly. Okay. Hey, you're going to call me out of squad goals? I'm going to call you out about checkmate. I couldn't give a damn. Is that what you said? <laughs> I said shit. Um, uh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, this tea is good. Yeah, are you? Are you? I know you're not a big uh, green tea person. Are you having fun? Yeah, I would say it's like a, 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 it's it's like vibes of green tea, but not like super green tea. Is the fact that it is iced in, enhancing your enjoyment? It always uh, it, it enhances. Mm-hmm. It's an enhanced sensation. I gotta say, I, I, you know, as someone who doesn't of, often think of iced tea, I definitely was like, hey, Emily. I'm bringing a tea tomorrow. I said this yesterday. I said, Emily, I'm bringing the tea tomorrow. I thought you said it today. 
Uh, I think I, uh, I think I said it yesterday. Maybe you read it this morning. Or I don't remember. Maybe I did send it today. Either way. Either way. I well, I started making this tea yesterday because I, in my brain, I was like, whether I asked you, whether I mentioned it to you yesterday or not, I was like, I will figure this out. I must have told you yesterday because otherwise. We would have had to plan for tea some, somehow. For today. We might have. I might have just Anyways. been mixing up my tech conversations. Yes. At any rate, um, I'm not always a I'm not always an iced tea person, but I was like, let's do this. Let's bring. Let's have some iced tea. I just got this new tea. I want Emily. To, I want us to try it out. And uh, yeah, it's our first outdoor one. Why not? Why not do some iced tea? And that also makes it easier because then we don't have to like transport hot hot tea. It's <laughs> also a lovely day. Mm -hmm. A lovely spring day. Again, I just want listeners out there to know that every word I'm saying, just picture spring spewing out of me. Spring, spring, spring. Emily has flowers on her dress. Is that a dress? Yes. That you would describe that article of clothing? I would absolutely describe this in my purse. (laughs) Okay. And your phone case. And my phone case. Flowers, flowers, flowers. Um, Matt is wearing no flowers. mm, Yeah, I guess not. Shame on me. Um, But uh, yeah, I I thought it would be a nice treat for us to have iced tea today. And I thought this would translate well. And I also was like, well, if uh, anything, hopefully Emily will like it because it is uh, is iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, I have a couple of things to ask you. Okay. Would you describe the swarm of bugs flying around our heads as your cup of tea <laughs> or not your cup of tea? <laughs> this is not <laughs> this is uh, not my cup of tea. This is not my swarm of bugs. <laughs> this is not my cup of tea. It's so weird how it comes and goes, though, I must yeah. say. Um, yeah. Okay, now my real question is. Okay. I don't remember the name of this tea. Um, I'm going to do the best I can. Matt, would you describe that this tea can cherry blossom green tea from the Brooklyn Botanical Garden is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Uh, how, so how, how did I do on the name? Uh, it is the Asian cherry blossom tree tea. Asian, uh, this is how I would pronounce it. Asian cherry blossom green tea. Okay, I was... Uh, and then, like, the rest of the name and stuff. Yeah. It's, like... That's honestly on the back. Like, the front is all about... The front is... It's beautiful, all art. And then the back just has, like, uh, the, the rest of the um, facts about it. But... but it's fr- very pretty. Yeah. Nice little art. I'm gl- I now I have a little jar to put tea in later. Um, yeah, I... Uh, okay, so I walk in... I walk in the gift shop. I look at this. And I just say... I say, well, I have to buy this. <laughs> There's sort of no... I have no trepidation about buying this tea. There's tea, and it's seasonal. And uh, those are all, yeah, too many good things. And I'm a member, so I also got 10% off. So definitely got to bring that up. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I was worried, you know? Am I actually going to like this, or did I just impulse buy this? Which, you know, not a big deal, whatever. I, if, uh, if I didn't you like You got 10% it, off. I got 10% off, yeah. That's the 10%, like... If I don't like it, it's not that bad thing. Um, and so I didn't know if I would like it. Um, it actually kind of tastes like a tea that I've had before. Uh, the um, T2's Rose Green Tea, which we had, was one of like the first teas we had on this podcast. <laughs> um, and uh, I did like that. So um, it ended up working out. This uh, this is my cup of tea. It's... Uh, it's not quite what I thought. I mean, uh, let's put it this way. It's not what I thought it would be, but not in a negative way. It's also like kind of a different, it's got a little different vibe to it than I thought. Yeah. I thought it would be more cherry flavored, almost more like one of your cherry teas you brought on, although those were black teas. The Bing cherry tea. Yeah. I was going to just say that as I drink more of this, I can get more of the cherry flavor. And it reminds me of 
the pink cherry. Black tea, even though it was black tea, but like the cherryness of it. Yeah. Um, I also this is a pretty refreshing iced tea. I'm enjoying it iced. I know I've had my thoughts about black or about uh, about hot versus iced, and um, yeah, I guess I'll have to try it uh, hot. I haven't had any of this hot yet. someday I'll do it. Maybe I'll have it on another episode of the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's my cup of tea. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, Emily. Matthew. Do you find this Asian cherry cherry blossom green tea? by the uh, tea can company Specialty Teas in Pipersville, Pennsylvania, as brought to me by the Brooklyn Botanic Garden, <laughs> which it says on the label. It's not, it says Brooklyn Botanic Garden on the, it's like specifically f- canned for them. Yes, yes, yes. Please don't interrupt. Um, <laughs> uh I feel like you're not annoyed now, but I feel like you were really annoyed when I first called you out. I'm just taking jokes. Ugh. Is this your cup of tea or is it not your cup of tea? Matt, as you were talking, I was literally going to say, <laughs> Matt, you went on and on and on and on and on. And I'm just going to say, it's my cup of tea. Okay. And I just think it holds even more that you went on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> and all I have to say is it's my cup of tea. I drink it again. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the look on your face of how annoyed you were at me. Uh, okay, we're having fun. Um, <laughs> two thumbs up, two cups of teas. Um, if it was like a scale, it'd be like two colored in teacups. Is that how you imagine the scale yeah, being like yeah. visualized? Yeah. Um, I feel like often that's how they rate caffeine ratings on things. It'll be like how many cups. That's not. Yeah, it's a weird way of doing it now that I think about it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, tea talk done? Tea talk complete. Wow, we did it. Um, Matt. Yeah. Checking in about the past topics. Oh, wow. Um, you got anything to check in about? <laughs> no. <laughs> I do. Okay, what's what's going on? A long, long time ago, mm-hmm. we had the topic of tiki bars. Mm-hmm. And Matt and I recently went to a tiki bar. That is correct. And at that tiki bar, we talked about how it could come up, and I thought it was leading Matt into it. Uh Uh-huh. But he was too busy calling me out (laughs) to remember. Um, Yeah. Sorry, I had had two drinks that night. I probably forgot. Um, (laughs) uh, Yes. No, I recall recall this. Yes, we went to a tiki bar, um, which is from the episode Tiki Bars with Andrew Crepo. Um, that is an episode from some time ago. Uh, you can go check it out on our um, on our website, though, um, if you want to hear the full discussion. But yeah, we went to uh, Tiki Chick. I think it was I think the name so. of the place. Hmm. Um, it's on the Upper West Side. It sure was. Um, it was pretty tiki themed. Um, uh, they had a lot of cocktails. Um, yep, yep, yep. Tiki cocktails, and they were all like had fun things in them. Like Matt had two ones that had just like straight up flowers yeah I, I have drinks with flowers in them that's how i yeah show my appreciation for them <laughs> um it was fun their table situation was stressful um though quickly resolved although quickly resolved first we were sitting on seashells yeah that's what those were right i think so two couches that looked like seashells and um they were really far apart 
I felt like I was a mile from Emily. And it wasn't even so much that we were a mile apart from each other. It's that I felt like a mile away from the table, so I couldn't even lean on the table. Yes, that is that is correct. Like, uh, I think, realistically, we were a normal amount apart, but the tiny table made it weird. I still think... I think we were kind of on the far side. I think because the tape... Yeah, I don't know. The far side comics? Um, I have no comment. That's <laughs> <laughs> comics. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. I just feel like... I feel like... Yeah, I feel like both of us were at least like arm like if we sat all the way back we'd be more than an arm's length away from the table and i feel like that's already too far like if you're just sitting on opposite sides of a table you should be able to like high five each other yeah <laughs> and we were not we would not have been able to hi- naturally high five at this no. table and that's why i think it was too too big yeah i you know besides that it was a, it was a lovely experience we had to buy food well then we moved and so then we moved to a yes i, I requested a, a different table. table so it was quickly resolved emily we didn't even order anything and i was like hey can we sit over there instead of here <laughs> and things got a lot more natural then <laughs> um but we uh um we had to order a sandwich it was a cheap sandwich it was an okay sandwich i thought it was good matt thought it was good um, yeah, I mean, we did the we did the New York City requisite: order some food when you get drinks. You don't actually have to eat it; <laughs> you just have to let it sit in front of you. And but we did we did eat at least half that sandwich. Yes, we cut it in half so that we could yeah. each eat half. Yeah. But then I'd say each of us ate half of our halves. Yes. So we each had a quarter of that sandwich, which if we're doing and that's math, math talk. <laughs> that's uh, two fourths. Of which is one, one half, half of a whole of a sandwich. Oh, <laughs> you have to remember to say the thing you're oh. <laughs> the units or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a good time. We went to Tiki Bar. Hey, Andrew, I don't know if you listen to this podcast anymore. You probably don't, <laughs> but if you do, hey, I'm still thinking about you. <laughs> hey, you're in our thoughts. <laughs> he's, he's doing fine, everyone. <laughs> Oh god. Anyways, anything else to check in about? No, I think I'm good. We're checking out of the check-in. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um good, Matt. good check-in. Yep. Um I need you to vamp for a second cuz I want to put my jacket on. Okay. Oh boy, I'm chattering because I'm warm as can be. I did see Emily was maybe on the little on the cold side. Um but she did have a jacket, so she's she's getting better. The, the one weird thing is that her sleeves are completely inside out. And rather than fix her coat uh, to begin with, she decided to put it on in the inside out way and like shove the sleeves back out. And this seems to be creating more struggle. Furthermore, she's sitting on parts of it is <laughs> not getting up entirely to remove it from underneath herself. So there's a lot of rocking going on. And she already put that one sleeve on. So it's kind of like tugging from both sides. It's it's I'd say... It's like Emily is in a Chinese finger trap, um, and 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 but it's a jacket, so so a nor- normal article of clothing, and um, and now she's back. Hi guys. <laughs> um, listen. <laughs> is that good vamping? I was determined to not move or do anything to fix and rectify my situation. I hope, if anything, that your microphone was like moving around on the <laughs> on the mat we're sitting on, so it was like making noise and. <laughs> And uh, maybe you could hear the rustling of Emily getting her jacket on. It was it was it was quite entertaining. Um, Matt, mm-hmm. that was the j- getting jacket on time. <laughs> that that's a new topic we uh, new topic we have on this podcast mm-hmm. uh, segment. 
That's a new mm-hmm. segment we have. Um, but it's really it's time for the main event, the wow. main course. If you're at a restaurant, mm-hmm. this is that sweet, sweet steak. Mm-hmm. Matt, what is your topic today? Wow, so happy you asked. Um, so I, I have a topic that we've kind of talked about before, but um, I've been reinvigorated about, and it was also one of the very first things we talked about. And um, I'm gonna, I am going to switch it up so it's not exactly the uh, same topic as before. Um, but uh, Is it Legend of Zelda? <laughs> I'm here to talk about the 35th anniversary of the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> that was truly a shot in the dark. Yeah, you did it. Um, other than yeah, other than you knew we did talk about yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah. So this year, uh, 2021. I'm like, what year? I almost said 2018, which is not, <laughs> not even close. close. Um, I don't know why I would have gone to that year. Um, I feel like I didn't barely even knew you back then. Um, but uh, <laughs> this is the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, this is the 35th anniversary of that franchise existing. The first game came out 35 years ago, and they're doing like a sort of celebration. Uh, I feel like maybe, and that's the official topic, is the 35th anniversary. So that's how it's different. Matt, I need to interrupt you for a second. Yes. Please look at these adorable dogs. These dogs are adorable. I like this little one. They before were wrestling, and the big one was being so gentle. <laughs> um, little dogs are so much more aggressive than big dogs sometimes, <laughs> especially okay. the big fluffy ones. Matt, tell me about the 35th anniversary of Legend of Zelda. Okay, back on it. Um, yeah, so the first game came out 35 years ago this year. It actually, the exact anniversary was um, in March, I think. Um, although there wasn't much the, the whole year is sort of the celebration so last year was the Mar, uh, Mario Brothers franchise 35th anniversary and now it's uh, now it's Zelda's turn and um, the uh, the way they're sort of celebrating so far is that they're re-releasing um, the game Skyward Sword which was a, a Wii game it's coming out this uh, summer and um, people expect more there's probably going to be more cool stuff happening in the fall but uh, basically, this is just my excuse to re-talk about this and maybe talk about it like more, somewhat more passionately <laughs> and, uh, um, and better. Because, yeah, it was uh, episode four, was, I think, was the first time I talked about uh, this. It was, uh, I believe it was uh, Nintendo and Legend of Zelda with uh, first appearance of Alex Simmons. Yes, indeed it was. Um, and, yeah, now I'm just better at it uh, talking about stuff. <laughs> um, Matt. Yes. I should save this question for the end. Never mind. Okay. Um, it's a it's a wrapping up question. Great. Not a wrapping in. <laughs> we gotta, we got to wrap in. Um, let me wrap in with a few facts. Um, so yes, thirty five years ago, the first game came out. It was called The Legend of Zelda. Uh, it is the first game to ever feature. Uh, and some of this might have been on that other podcast, but let's, I'm not even. I'm not going to say that anymore. If I repeat myself, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and no one else does. Uh, but this was the first game ever to have a save feature in it. There were no games that had saves before. Uh, there were games that had like passwords and stuff like that to continue progress, but um, none of them had a save feature. They had to put a they put a battery in the cartridge. Whoa! That's how you do that. Um, did that make the cartridge bigger? It did not make the cartridge bigger. The cartridge is actually, like, if you can remember or if you have any thought of how big a Nintendo cartridge was, they were, like, uh, you know, like, five inches by five inches. Most of the inside of that is nothing. <laughs> so so, so why did they all not have the battery in them? 
It was just they invented it. Like oh, they just like so it's just a waste of space before. Um, I mean, I'm sure there were like mechanical reasons to do it. Maybe they thought they were going to expand them at some point. I mean, some of even the chips in them are very small, and those got bigger. Um, I mean, back in the early days, um, it was less about making things small uh, in computers. It's less about making things small and about fitting more things in the space you had. I mean, even CDs at one point, like they held like a certain amount of data, and then like they made extra high density CDs, and it was like still CDs, but like, so it's not like on the older CDs they were wasting space; they were just not as efficiently using the space, the physical space that was available. And so, um, as games got better, they got made better chips, put them in there. They could be either smaller or they could add more features to them. And it just so happened this game they developed battery save. And uh, Nintendo's actually kind of known for inventing crap like that. <laughs> yeah. They invented the rumble feature, um, which is now, like, ubiquitous throughout every gaming controller. Uh, I mean, they basically invented motion controls, although that's, like, you know, there have been other kinds of motion controls over the years. But they, you know, with the Wii, they made the first, uh, you know, popular <laughs> console level one. Um and then, uh, and probably some other things, you know, they were early on on like having the light guns that could shoot at the TV screen or things, things of that nature. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they basically invented that because the game is so big. Um, and I will say I recently re replayed through the entirety of that original Zelda game. I decided to make it a thing. Did you do this on your original Nintendo? Uh, I did not. I did it on my NES Mini. I think that's what they're called. Uh, which was a special edition thing they put out maybe, I don't even know, five years ago. That was like a small miniature scale model of a an original Nintendo that came preloaded with a bunch of games as like... Um, was Tetris one of them? I can't remember. If it's not, it should be thrown away. Um, I <laughs> It should not be thrown away. It's worth a lot. <laughs> it's garbage. Um, I can't remember. If it, I don't think there is. I don't think there is. Uh, there's Dr. Mario on it. I know that. Um, Tetris might have been a tricky sell because I'm not sure Nintendo like owned that straight out. Which like some of the other game, most a lot of the games are like games Nintendo owns straight out. Where yeah. like Tetris, they obviously still make Tetris games. Oh, perfect game. So for licensing, it probably I don't think is on there. Um, uh, can I interrupt yeah. your story for a second? Go ahead. And just just compliment my video game playing. Go ahead. Um, I so the Switch now has um, Pac-Man 99, um, and I don't want to brag or anything, but I came in first place out of 99 other people. Sounds like a brag. I do mean to brag. It was really exciting. Um, that actually brings me to uh, first of all, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Um, uh, I would like every listener to email tbdpodcast at gmail.com to say, "Hey Emily, really good work." So um, there, <laughs> there was originally Tetris 99. Um, and then that was like a Nintendo Battle Royale um, version of Tetris. And then they, uh, and now there's there's Pac-Man 99, which is the newest one. But in between those two, there was the limited edition uh, Super Mario Brothers 35, which was the same kind of deal where like uh, in the Pac-Man and the um, Tetris, they put a whole bunch of people, say about 99 people. <laughs> Actually, Pac-Man 99 or is it? Don't, it's 99. 99. They get 99-ish people to battle for the top spot. Um, and then the Mario one was 35 people for the 35th anniversary of Mario. Whoa. So what might happen later this year? I have, you know, who's to say, but could there be a Zelda 35? In I was going to say Zelda 99 in the future. Zelda 77. Zelda. Yeah. Um, well, 35th anniversary is all I'm thinking about. Oh, but, uh, sense. Um, 
So, you know, who knows? Maybe there will be a, uh, a Zelda version of this that you can uh, give a try to. Um, I never played um, the Mario one, and sadly it's it's no longer around. It was only around for, like, the year of the anniversary. <laughs> Pour one out for our guy. Um, but uh, I, w I don't know. I guess I could try the Zelda one. I don't know how they would do it. Although I honestly didn't know how they did the Mario one either, which seems weird. And truth be told, the Pac-Man one looks kind of weird too. So I feel like they figure a way <laughs> to make these games into uh, a battle, even though they're traditionally single-player games. Um, so who knows? Maybe that will be something later down the road. And that is the game. That would be the game that had the original save feature is, is that original Legend of Zelda. Okay, so... Mm -hmm. What was so cool about being able to save your, your game? Well, it's a big game. That's probably the most important thing. So, I mean, when I, so the old adage back then, and anyone, um, anyone old enough to remember some of these systems will remember leaving your Nintendo on overnight because it's, like, time to go to bed, but you don't want to lose your place in the game, so you just, like, turn the TV off and, like, leave the Nintendo running. <laughs> oh, my God. I bet so many of them accidentally got turned off. Ugh. Tell me about it. What a nightmare. Um, I would like you to tell me about it. Did that happen to you? Uh, I don't think that actually... Uh, it probably did, but I don't remember if it... I don't really remember. I think I made it pretty clear, like, okay, everybody in the house, do not turn the Nintendo off. Um, but, like, games... I mean, games are hard back... Games are hard in a way back then that they're that's different than now, for sure. Um, and I think saving kind of made it easier, but also, like, I mean definitely better like it's better to be able to save games than not um and uh yeah it's a long long game there's nine dungeons in it nine that's too many dungeons and there's no um narrative to the game so there's no there's no linearity to the game um so like mario for instance you go from level to level you go from left to right it's like reading a book <laughs> you get to the end uh of the world, or you get to the end of the, uh, they call worlds, whatever. You get to the end of the level, and then there's three levels per world. Then you get to the end of the world, and then you go to the next world. So, like, it's like pages to chapters to books or whatever. <laughs> and um, so the game is like a book. There you go. Not a bad analogy, <laughs> if I'm being honest. So then you finish the game. You get, you, it's over. Uh, Zelda is famous for not being very linear. Some, some of the lesser liked Zelda titles are more linear in storytelling because... Uh, people don't. People like that it is the. It, it was. It was made to be unlike Mario, where Mario is linear and you do beat level to level and progress through the game. Zelda is meant to be exploratory. So this first Zelda game has what one might call an overworld. Uh, it has or the just the overworld map, and you're not told anything. You start. You start off the game just standing, uh, in the middle of the screen. You walk up and you you can walk left right or up on the screen. Then you go to the screen to your right, the screen to your left, the screen above you. And then you find monsters on any Mon of those screens. Monsters? Octoroks. Uh, moblins. There's a couple of the ones you might find early in the game. And guess what? You don't, you don't have a sword or anything yet. You're just, you just got plopped down there. So then you, you, might, you might retreat back to where you just were. <laughs> and there's a cave. And you walk in the cave and you see an old man. And the old man will tell you... Is that Link? No, you're Link. Is that the Link to the past? You're Link. Is it, is it Link in the... F is it old Link? Because he's a Link to the past? That's, a, that's an interesting, interesting theory, but probably not. Uh, you see an old man. He's just called Old Man. Is he Dumbledore? He might be. He kind of has that Dumbledore look. Uh, 
And he says to you, it's dangerous to go alone. That's true. It's dangerous to go alone. That's true. So if you ever see that in nerd culture, that's what they're, they're basically probably referring to that. And you pick up a sword and now you have a weapon and then you just go. You can go anywhere you want. You can go to any dungeon. There are nine of them and they do have names. <laughs> we're, we're working on killing a, a, I, an ant. I got an ant for <laughs> Emily was bothered by. Um, uh, they are numbered, dungeons one through nine. Number nine, you can't go into until you've beaten the first eight. But otherwise, you can go into them in any order you want. Now, are you going to get yourself killed if you go to dungeon eight right away? Yes, you are most certainly going to die. (laughs) Uh, But you sort of are stuck just wandering this overworld, finding secrets. There's caves hidden all over the place that you have to uh, find on your own. Uh, You can beat the levels in, in in sort of an abstract order. Um, you can spend as much time exploring. You can go to shops. You can do things like that. And no one's going to tell you to do anything. <laughs> like, there are some people that maybe it will be like, hey, there's some, there, I heard there's something in the mountains. That's like all they'll say. And, they, and you can even run into that person at any point in the game, even, though you're, even if you're not supposed to like, go to the mountains yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, because like, the further you go out in the map, the, sort of the way they do difficulty is like, the further out you go, the harder the game gets. But there's no... like. Um, there's nothing telling you that or there's nothing like about other than you start seeing like more and more uh, difficult enemies and um, that actually ties neatly into the most recent game in the series which is Breath of the Wild uh, famous Switch game (laughs) which is actually people kind of talk about it as if it's a kind of spiritual remake of the original game because this game similarly, although it does have a narrative for sure, it has like cutscenes and stories and voice actors and whatnot. It um, doesn't really tell you what to do. You just kind of just go out into the world, which is Hyrule. Hyrule is the the place they are, and they just sort of go out and and you can kind of do the game in, in a little bit any order you want. And in the same way, like if you go too far out too quickly, you will realize that the bad guys are too powerful for you, and you will be killed and sent back. And you'll go, okay, well, I guess I'm. It's too early for me to go over here. I have to power myself up more to do this task. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Okay. Let's say microphone. Oh, you're right. Okay, I'm so sorry. Let's say you're playing, and you do level one, and you do level two, and you do level three, and mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going to try level six. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You just do. Sure. And you die. Yeah. Do you go all the way back to the beginning or you go back to a previous level? You would just, uh, if you're in a level and you die, you would go back to the entrance of the level. Okay. If you run out of lives, then I believe, you, you definitely would start like over, over, but like it, send, it maybe sends you back to the starting screen. I know if you like save the game and turn it off and then come back, it brings you back to that same square in the game that I was speaking of earlier with the old man. It'll bring you back there, and then you have to, like, wander back to, like, whatever dungeon you were at. But, um, uh, no, it'll if you die in the level, it'll just, like, bring you back to the front. And then, like, you get to keep everything. And the game, I mean, as big as it is, by modern standards, like, even if you had to, like, trek from that starting screen back to, like, level 9, it'll take you, like, three minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or less, probably. But, uh, yeah. They're, they're not, Zelda games aren't super well known for their their having lives system that a lot of games are um you have your health which is um displayed you have in hearts. to have your health you know yeah uh displayed <laughs> in hearts and if you run out of hearts it might send you back to like uh a little earlier in the game in that it's like okay start this over again mm-hmm. um but honestly i feel like yeah i don't die i 
you do you don't die. die. I don't. I mean, I tr- like. I don't like dying in games. So like, I'm not, not to say that I'm like so good that I never die. It's that I always go in prepared enough that I don't like to die. So I'm like, I have my potions to heal myself or whatever. I mean, all the Zelda games are, which I guess I didn't really talk about what Zelda games are, but they're, uh, you know, they're fantasy based. Um, Excuse in, me. In a kind of nondescript medieval <laughs> period. Um, with kings and uh, princesses and wizards and things like that. Does Zelda get kidnapped? Uh, or is Zelda even mentioned if it's not narrative? Uh, so in older games, in like these um, earlier games, there are either sometimes there'll be like a, um, a kind of like a scroll in the, like the original game has a scroll in the way that uh, Star Wars movies do in the beginning, where it sort of like gives you a little like talk about what the game is about. But uh, also often in those games, especially on the, um, I guess like original Nintendo and Super Nintendo and maybe like Sega Genesis. And then I'm thinking even by kind of by the time it's like Nintendo 64 and PlayStation and whatnot, they've gotten over this uh, because that's when games start having like cutscenes and whatnot. But in those earlier games, like the instruction manual has like a whole story in it that you can read and it will tell you like Did you read facts. it? I, I don't think I was a big, uh, I don't think I was big into that when I was a kid. Um, I do, Never a big reader. Uh, well, it's like pop Just in the game, you know, <laughs> pop in the game. <laughs> um, and I'd say, I, I, like, I didn't get into, like, the lore and stuff of Zelda until much, much later. Like, I'd played through several Zelda games and, like, not cared. Uh, like the aforementioned A Link to the Past, which is the Super Nintendo game. That's another one that's, like, yeah, you kind of have to read the book, I guess. But it's, like, who cares? <laughs> just I just want to play the game. Yeah. Uh, but Zelda is in the game. Zelda, Ganon, and Link are all there. Um, Zelda is kidnapped in that version of the game. Um, you do rescue her sort of at the end of it. Um, Zelda's in almost every game. There's only like two games there's no Zelda in. Uh, there might be more that I'm not thinking of, but basically just a couple. <laughs> Link is in every game. He's your protagonist. Ganon is also not in every game. I do think any game that there is no Ganon. I'm Ganon. Any, anytime there's no Ganon, there is no Zelda and vice versa. Um, in my in my friendship with Emily and uh, the earlier mentioned Alex Simmons, uh, I believe I'm Link. <laughs> Alex is Zelda and uh, Emily is Ganon. I declared myself the bad guy. The villain. You believe you, you, uh, your pat. You um, let's see. You are the bearer of the Triforce of Power. <laughs> I'm the tri- the bearer of the Triforce of Courage, and uh, Alex is the Triforce of Wisdom. If you get all three of them together, though, that's when you get the real power. Uh, much like the Billie Eilish song, "Bad Guy." I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Um. I'm the bad guy. Duh. And, uh, That's a line from the song. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So this is the 35th anniversary. Yep. Matt, correct me if you're my wrong. Sure. I'm worried I don't know how old you are. <laughs> you you were either not born or one years old. Um. How yeah. old were you when you first played this game? Okay. So, how old do you think I am? <laughs> I, I think you're 35. Okay. I think you're turning 36. I am indeed turning 36. Oh, thank um, God. <laughs> I I would have, I mean, I guess I probably would have been like five or so when I played this game. I don't know. I didn't play it like right when it came out. Um, well, yeah, because you were. I was one, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know, like, I don't really know when. I don't know, honestly. Um, I mean, even the, yeah, I don't know. When I was a kid, games, video games were a lot different to me when I was a kid because I didn't have like, 
like I just was appreciative of whatever game I was got my hands on or whatever. Like, yeah. and it was more up to like my parents to, or like, you know, Christmas gifts or birthday. Like I didn't get that many games. First of all, like it's not like I was like swimming game. Like now I buy whatever game I want cause it's my money and I buy whatever game I want. Yeah. Back then it was like about getting gifts and, uh, you know, who's to say when I'm going to get one. So it's just like play that game a bunch. And like, I'd play the same game over and over. Like it wasn't a big deal. Cause it's just like, Oh, I'm playing this, which I guess helped that I didn't care about the narratives because it's like same story over and over again yeah who cares i'm just like playing the game like if if now i know there's an actually an ending like that i'm supposed to be done with it like then it makes it feel more final yeah (laughs) um and uh yeah so i don't yeah i guess the first one that i was like super cognizant i was playing and followed the story and bought it oh and i bought it on pre-order uh, back when people like pre-ordered games, I guess you still can, but I feel like it's not as important. It used to be that you would pre-order games because they actually might not have enough of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I pre-ordered uh, Ocarina of Time for the N- Nintendo 64. Uh, it came with a T-shirt that was super badass. It had a, it was a black T-shirt. It had a giant um, illustration of Link that was gold, like gold, like sparkly gold, and. Uh, pe- I, people used to make fun of me in middle school for having it, which you, is I, I was bullied to be honest. Um, do you want that shirt again? I would kill for that shirt. What happened to that shirt? I have no idea. <laughs> um, burned Please it. Please don't murder for a shirt, by the way. I just I want I just want to state that the uh, TVD podcast does not condone t-shirt murder. The opinions expressed by me are mine alone, and I would kill someone for that shirt. <laughs> the opinions. Um, uh, expressed on this podcast do not reflect uh, Emily Riggins' views sure. or I'm, opinions. You know, I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't espouse to speak for you um, about t-shirt murder. About t-shirt murder, or you know, you have your own opinions. I'm not here to say what you should think or tell other people what Emily thinks. I think I love these dogs. I can tell you love these dogs. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was a great shirt. I got bullied about it. I also have a gold cartridge of the original game, which also means I have the original music on the game, which they changed one of the songs in the game for later releases, and they took out the blood for every subsequent release. So only the gold cartridges have the blood in them, which I never would have even cared about, but I now treasure that I have the blood in the game. It's just from like them, and it's just from him killing like creatures, not like uh, no human blood. <laughs> Although one might say there are no humans in the game; they're all different. Uh, Link's not a human? The human-looking characters are technically Hylians, which is their own race. Um, They have, like, elf ears. They have, like, pointy ears. Uh, But, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they're the human, they're basically the human characters. And, um, and, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, so that was, like, the first game I was really super into, and I did love that game. And it's an amazing game. And uh, speaking of, I guess, this, so this is the 35th year anniversary. Um for last year the Mario one they released a special edition where they released uh, a game called Super Mario 3D All-Stars which included the Super Mario 64 Super Mario Galaxy and um, uh, Super Mario Sunshine as a three pack and it was sort of like kind of HD but not like super HD-ified like kind of just upscaled and that was great this is not, we're not talking about Mario. People are hoping that, that Zelda is getting the same treatment this year with a re-release of um, Ocarina of Time, which is the Mario 64 equivalent. And then hopefully, um, I guess the, the GameCube equivalent would be uh, Wind Waker. And then um, the next, and then there's sort of be Skyward Sword and um, 
Twilight Princess were both the next one, but I don't know. With the Mario one, they skipped some of the Mario games. Like uh, Super Mario Sunshine 2 is notably not in their like collector's pack, and people were mad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm mad. Yeah. Um, this actually leads me right into the question I was going to say was my wrap-up question, which I'm not saying you need to wrap up. I'm saying this sure. leads right into the question, so I'm going to ask it now. Sure. What do you want to happen for the 35th anniversary? Okay, so the... Uh, so, so far what was announced was that they were re-releasing Skyward Sword in HD. I've already pre-ordered this game. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. You don't have to pre-order games anymore. You don't, but I... Oh, the reason I did was because uh, I had a coupon for Best Buy that was expiring. So, if I pre-ordered from Best Buy, I could, say, use my five or ten bucks or whatever I had. Um, so, that is that is a good reason to pre-order. Um, I believe an acorn or something just fell on me. Oh, okay. That's uh, why I said, what the hell. Oh. Um... But, uh, yeah, so for for me, so when they re-released Mario 64 and they just kind of made it, like, upscaled, I was, like, kind of bummed because I feel like a true 3D remake in modern graphics of that game would have been, like, that would have been the best case scenario. Um, so I guess what I'm hoping is that we get a full-fledged remake of Ocarina of Time uh, and not just a re-release of it, which is also interesting because they have done re-releases of that game before, and it would be nice to just like do a, a real like reskin of it, make it look beautiful, redo the music a little bit, um, tighten up like the cutscenes and all that. And I, because I that remains one of the greatest video games ever. It's just like at this point, kind of dated. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then while they're doing that, they might as well do it to the the sequel to that game, which is Majora's Mask, which. Uh, incidentally uses almost all the same like image graphics like in to speed up the process of making that game they just borrowed all these assets from the previous game so it's like well you could just do that again on the remake and make it pretty easily um if they just released those two in hd i that's honestly enough for me because they have in recent years already re-released wind waker and twilight princess in hd uh, for the Wii U, and the rumor is also that those are just going to get re-released for the uh, the Nintendo Switch. Switchy Switch. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess if they come out again, I'll <laughs> happily buy and play them again because <laughs> I love them. But um, for me, the real the real money would be in um, getting to play those other two games in HD. And if they don't come out in HD, I'll replay. Uh, at, I'll, re- I'll definitely replay Ocarina of Time anyways because I've been kind of itching to play it again. But I've been waiting because I'm like, well, I don't want to play it now in the spring if they're going to release it in the fall. Um, but basically, this year, they already announced the Skyward Sword game. And I don't think they're going to announce anything more until after that's come out because they don't want to, like, make people not buy that game or, like, wait or whatever. So, like, every, they're going to wait for everyone to buy that in July. And then in, like, August, they're going to announce uh, something comes out in um, November. That's my thought. Uh, traditionally, the the weekend before Thanksgiving is when a lot of Zelda games have come out, so I do feel like that's a perfect release time for them to to announce a bunch of stuff. Um, and if it's like five games that they're doing, like that'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would a Legend of Zelda thirty five look like? How how would it be a battle royale? Are you sending links to people? Are you sending Ganons to people? What are you doing? <laughs> um, are the Hyruleans Hyruleing? I guess you could have, so like the way the original game worked is you would walk onto a screen and the enemies would either all be there or they could walk in from the sides. And then once you clear all the enemies from that screen, like then it's just over. And I guess I could see an original game 
or a, a original like battle royale idea for that would be um you know different from i guess they're all different from the original the games that they're <laughs> representing but it would sort of just be more uh, enemies of increasing difficulty could come in off the screen um i mean eventually so there's a character called the lionel <laughs> which is sort of a lion um horse man hybrid like uh like a centaur kind of thing but it's also a lion <laughs> and they're basically the hardest non-boss level character in any zelda game and they're they actually only appear in two zelda games they appear in zelda one the one i've been talking about from 35 years ago and they make their return in breath of the wild which is another piece of evidence to them being related wow and uh they are very hard uh, enemies, and if you had like one of those Zelda things, and uh, a bunch of Lionels just started coming on the screen, like yeah, people are gonna start dying. So yes, you'd probably be sending either the game would like I guess in Tetris, like the game gets faster, but you can send bricks to other people. So I suppose this would be like the game is getting intenser with the higher difficulty enemies come in, and then also maybe there's I guess there's some way of sending them, or maybe it's just your inc- your your ability to attack other people on the screen is just like by defeating more people i don't know there's like not a way to do like combos or anything like some of those like tetris or or uh pac-man well or, they make pac-man work and let me tell you it works yeah um and also i mean there is a thing in, in zelda games where the different colors of the characters usually indicate difficulty so like in the original zelda red characters are easier there's like red and blue versions of almost everything and the blue ones are the harder ones to to face in breath of the wild they have the same thing where it goes from like uh it's the same thing where it's like red to blue to black to silver to like gold maybe or something like like there are they also in that game like does a color thing so i could imagine them as they redo this original zelda game to make it a battle royale they could add all these like different color levels of of how hard of of, uh character is to face so it'd be probably something like that if i had to guess okay um and uh, yeah, I, guess, I mean, you know, I'll, I guess I'll play it. I don't. <laughs> it's weird because uh, that's not like why I play Zelda games, <laughs> but uh, which I actually haven't really gotten into at all because. But I'm kind of running out of time. <laughs> but uh, despite their lack of narrative in the early games, they are fun to just explore and go and just have like a good time playing them. But the later ones, you get like you can get really invested in the different characters and. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's quite it's quite enjoyable. Like the story is great. Link never talks, Tough so it's all, all about the other characters. <laughs> there's magic. There's struggles of power. Um, cool creatures, interesting people you run into, puzzles to solve. Oh, they're big. Some uh, someone was telling me they didn't know there would be so many puzzles in the game, and I was like game famous for its puzzles like zelda I didn't know this zelda famous for their puzzles um, I didn't know this. and they're like it's more like you'll enter it's like you go into a room and you need there's a key somewhere in the room and you have to like find out it's like escape the rooms <laughs> i've never put it in those words uh or there's some goal of like the room or the temple or the whatever you're in and um that's how a lot of the solving of them is like figuring out so it's like kind of cerebral and um that's definitely again it's not linear it's like you're trying to figure out how to like deal with this place probably the most famous individual zelda level of all time if there had to be just one that people know about it's um the water temple from the ocarina of time 
and it's well known for being very hard and very annoying. <laughs> um, although I think people generally, it's like, it's kind of good, but it's like, because it's so tough, but it's also like, come on. <laughs> and the trickiness is that you're, you get these, you get this item in that game called the iron boots. And they basically are these big heavy boots you can wear that make you sink. And if you're in the water normally, you have to swim around. But if you wear the iron boots, you can walk on the bottom of the water. And um, basically, you have to uh, manage between walking and swimming in the water uh, to lower and raise the water to different levels so you can get to different parts of the level and finally get to the end of it. And it's like... The annoying part is it's so long and you have to like keep doing these things where like you're raising and lowering the water. Um, it sort of fits in the general theme of water levels are usually people's least favorite levels in games. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely like, yeah, you're just, you're, and you're kind of looking at your map, you're looking at the floors, you're looking up and down and you're like, okay, I need to bring the water to the halfway mark or whatever to like, in order to get to the yeah. place I want to get to. And um, yeah, that's sort of like a good uh, insight into that. Um, or like Majora's Mask, you keep a journal because you keep traveling back and forth in time and you basically learn from your trips to the future. And then when you go backwards, you're like, okay, well, next time I, I relive these events, I'll do this differently. And then I can like solve for these different problems. Um, yeah, solid games. Um, yeah. Maybe for the 35th anniversary, I will play one. I will play Legend of Zelda 35. Um, you know, if you need some of these games to try out, I have some of them available to you. <laughs> nope, I'm going to say I will play Legend of Zelda when I can play Legend of Zelda 35. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's about it. Um, I love these games. He does. Um, they're fantastic. They, he believes that. Uh, <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> I'd just say, uh, I'd say, uh, if I think of things that I think of Matt, if someone says Matt... Mm-hmm. I think Legend of Zelda, T, Red Sox. Wow. I don't know if that's the ex- if that third thing is true, but um, <laughs> these are things I like. Um, I think I'm pretty I'm pretty like upfront about the things I really like. So <laughs> I'm like I will talk about them a lot. I wear pins on my jackets of them and things of that nature. Um, and uh, there's a cafe I like to go to. I like to do work at. It's called Little Zelda, and. It's completely not named after the character, but um, their password is Triforce. And so I feel like they, they're in on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Any more? Any questions for me? No? Shaking her head no? Not speaking it into the microphone, though? Okay. Um, Emily has no questions. No. Um, I'd say for my, my uh, advice to people is if you have not picked up or tried Breath of the Wild and you own a Switch, it's... I know a ton of people own them these days. It's a great game uh, to try out. It holds up. It's definitely also one of the best, better of the overall Zelda games. Um, if you have access to the Nintendo Switch Online uh, stuff, I believe you can play Zelda 1, 2, and A Link to the Past all um, for, for free on that, like if you have the online service. And, um, yeah. Um... My recommendations are the best ones are Link to the Past, Ocarina of Time, Breath of the Wild, uh, Wind Waker, and um, that's not a bad list. Just, <laughs> I'm probably um, forgetting one, but those are some good ones. My, Matt's recommendations. That, Matt's recommendations 
done. Okay. <laughs> no, I was trying to think that'd be a fun graphic to make if I could make graphics. Oh. Matt's recommendations. Mm-hmm. Then list. Then a list. Emily's berries. List your berries you like. All of them. Um, all right. I'm done. Topic done? Topic complete. Matt, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Um, my latest sketch comedy video, which features one Emily Riggins in it. I'm in it, guys. Is called Zoom Stranger. And uh, you can find a link to it on our uh, TBD's Facebook page. Or you can find it on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Matthew Aramondo. I would and, say uh, I'm not just in it. Many of the, uh, yeah. all of the other uh, people in it are previous podcast guests. Yes, there are. I, I, I littered our, it with, co- with podcast guests. <laughs> A.K.A. our friends. <laughs> there are six, six, yeah, six people in it. I needed six people. I was like, hey, let me ask some people that I was also willing to ask to be on my podcast. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, go check that out. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Emily, what? do you have anything to plug? I don't. I do not. I have some shows in May, but I feel it's. I don't. I don't want to dig through my bag, and I feel like they're kind of later in May. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Everything we're, we've gotten all that out of the way. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. So, uh, some housekeeping news. Business. Business. TBD is going to go. This is bi-monthly. Would you call that? It's not bi-weekly. I would say bi-weekly. <sighs> It's one of those tricky things where you don't know. Uh, Every other week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, uh, yeah, I get bi week because it's not actually bi monthly because it could happen three times in a month if there's five weeks and they they land. Yeah, I don't. Every other week. Uh, Every other week uh, starting today. Well, like I said, today's episode comes out, no episode next week, then an episode following week um, to make things easier easier on Emily and I. Um, Yeah. So that's that's our housekeeping. is that good? Did I cover it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but that being said, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or I don't know, set a bookmark to our webpage. <laughs> um, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at TBD Podcast. And uh, feel free to email us at tbdpodcast at gmail.com. I recently cleaned out my bookmarks on my computer, mm. but I did not. I mean, I, I never bookmarked our, our uh, <laughs> website, but mm-hmm. I did not clear it off, and yeah. I would not have. Wow. Very good of you. It's interesting we didn't talk about this during our bookmarks episode, the idea of internet bookmarks. I didn't even think about that until just now. Neither did I. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Okay. Did I say everything? I think so. <laughs> well, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Ellie Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt and Lee in springtime. From Central Park. Bye. Bye.